Lord Almighty God, please be thou present tonight. We believe that you will finish your work of redemption just as you finished your work of creation. Dear Lord, speak and move amongst us. Save and heal. Reveal thyself in a very special way. Bless together with us those who are joined online. Bless all the translators. Bless in all peoples, tongues and nations. We thank you also for this place, for the opportunity that we can still come together. Precious Lord, to you we say thanks for everything and we ask you, please be with us. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's really great grace that we can come together from near and far to hear God's word and also the grace that all over the world it can be listened to and watched and that the divine message is reaching the ends of the earth by His grace. Also I would like to welcome all of you from near and far, from east and west, from all over Europe, from all our neighboring countries. Be welcome. Then especially our friends from Romania. How many are here from Romania? Please stand up. Who is here from Romania? God bless you in a very special way. May the Lord be with all in Romania. Our brothers got the opportunity in Bucharest to have a TV program. And this program has such a great feedback that all of us, we are overwhelmed. God has given much grace to it. Half of a million people were watching the program. And they're always coming in, phone calls, and the brochures are being ordered. And I also was invited to preach the gospel in Bucharest and to speak to the whole nation. We wish our beloved brothers and sisters in Romania, also in all the other nations, we wish them God's richest blessing. Today we have a visit from Italy, visit from Switzerland, from Austria, visit from Poland, from the Czech Republic, from Slovakia, visit from, what do we have here? 
from Moldavia, from Angola. Where is the brother from Angola? Where is the brother? God bless you. Brother Helmut Miskis, there is one brother from Angola. God bless you. Then our brethren from the Congo. And whom else do we got? Bulgaria, I mentioned. From Benin. Who is here from Benin? Our brother from Benin. God bless you in our midst. Then we have brethren from the USA, from Virginia. Then we have brethren from London, from Canada. Then we have greetings from New Zealand. Greetings from Göteborg. Greetings from Ashdod. From Ashdod. There is a charismatic meeting. Here in the Russian language it says, we were greeted. And I'm in, invited for the May the 6th to preach in Ashdod, just in time when we'll be in Israel, to bring the message there. It's an international meeting, mainly Russian-speaking. And then we have greetings from Brother Grazian, greetings from Cape Town, from Brother Bruce, greetings from Finland, brethren Holviti and all them are greeting us. Then we have greetings from Brother John, from Bucharest, Then we have again greetings from Brother Wahlström. He is sending greetings. Brother Kupfer is also sending greetings. Brother and Sister Kupfer, sadly, they cannot, they cannot be here today. Then we have greetings from Edmonton, Canada. Greetings from Montreal. Brother Graf is also sending greetings. At the moment, he is in South America. And our friends from South America, we welcome them in a special way. Brother Joseph from Kinshasa phoned. Brother Theo, all the brethren are phoning, all are sending greetings. And we are just joined with all of them. Just so nice that God has given this opportunity and that we can make use of it to bring the message which we believe before the end comes. It's really written in Matthew 24, verse 14, the gospel of the kingdom of God shall be preached unto all nations for a witness, and then the end shall come. That's how it is written. And then the end shall come. The time of grace started and the time of grace will have an end. And the last call is going forth now. Then we have here the circular letter. We wrote it briefly. A bit, a, a bit we reported about the 2nd of April and the 49 years 
They really passed quickly. The years are coming and going, but the word of the Lord, which we carry, remains forever. And the word is the divine seed which is being sown. About the last trip, there's not much to be said. The most powerful was on the Philippines, where the preachers of the Trinity, they were overwhelmed of the word of God. And they just had to confess, this man has preached nothing but the word of God. And we will submit to it. And God willing, 15, all of them, 15 of the preachers, they will be baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then, we just say thanks to God for everything what He did already, what He is presently doing and what He will still do. I also would like to greet especially all the ministering brethren in all languages. I would like to welcome you. Although they are not mentioned all by name, just so wonderful that God has led it in such a way. Also the translations that the main languages are being presented, represented. And Brother Schmidt also gave me greetings from the brethren from Russia, from Ukraine, from Bielorussia. It's just so wonderful and again powerful what God is doing in our time, especially that we have the possibility to carry His precious, true, ever-remaining Word of God without any interpretations, without any interpretations, just crystal clear and true we can preach it. And as we heard it in the word of introduction, everything is based upon revelation. No one knows who the Son is. No one knows who the Father is. With a mouth, many things can be said, but only by revelation, only by revelation, it is, being, it is being given to us. And so we are just so grateful. And also on this weekend, we will deal with that, what happened on Good Friday, what happened, what happened at Easter, at Pentecost, what is connected directly with reconciliation, forgiveness and salvation, with the eternal life which God has given us by His grace. And all of us, we know, in the Old Testament, God foreshadowed all things already in the time, already in the time of grace with Abraham. With Abraham, 
The plan of salvation starts in the Old Testament. Genesis 12, God made the beginning. He gave the first promise to Abraham and then are following all the other chapters with a promise that Isaac would be born and that he would be the heir of all things and that God will bless him. And then, according to the faith, comes the fulfillment of what God promised to him. And then came the trial, the, the test, to be obedient. Take thy son, take thy only son, which you love, and sacrifice him unto me on the mount which I will show you. And it was the Mount Moria. And then we find that Solomon was building the temple on this Mount Moria. And when we are coming to Jerusalem, the Mount Moria is still the Temple Mount today. So God, from the very beginning, He placed the things naturally in an order and He confirmed it divinely. The whole Old Testament speaks, of course, of what would take place in the New Covenant. Also ab about this, we dealt with and we spoke in the three special meetings in South Germany and also in Salzburg and in Zurich how God has given the instruction in Exodus chapter 12. And this happened after the Lord God manifested himself in the burning bush and he spoke to Moses, commissioning him, sending him. But the manifestation of God was not enough yet to do the, the leading out. The blood had to be shed first. Atonement, reconciliation had to come. God does not lead over the sin. No, there has to be an atonement first. And before, before the Lord could clothe Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, first two lambs had to give their lives so that the Lord could have the, the skin and so that he could clothe Adam and Eve. They just had fig leaves around them. And this was not enough because the original sin happened in flesh and blood. Therefore, therefore, a sacrifice had to be given. And also this, let it be said clearly here, because from the animal area, the most cunning animal which was existed, this animal, uh, caused the thing in the Garden of Eden. The serpent was more cunning than any other beasts. Yes. 
And then the lamb, the most a loving lamb. What can a lamb do? A lamb is even dumb when it is being uh, shaved. They are the most cunning beast to cause the fall in sin. And here, the lamb, the most meek animal to bring it as a sacrifice, to make the damage well again, up to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then, we will read this verse from Exodus, from Exodus chapter 12. So, not only that God revealed himself and speaking with Moses and sending Moses and he gave ten times the, the commandment, let my son go, let my people go. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened so that, so that not a Pharaoh gets the glory. Oh, he, he said yes, and now they can go. No, because of the blood, because the blood of the lamb was shed, because the blood was applied to the doorposts. And the Lord said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Exodus, it's written in chapter 12. And this is just so powerful. How the plan of salvation has taken its course. I read now. Exodus, chapter 12, verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers. And we can read on and on, up to verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. For when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Before that, always the commandment And especially, hear the commandment in chapter 10 and also, also in chapter 8. Let my son go. Let him go. And also in chapter 4. Verse 22, Exodus, chapter 4, verse 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may Serve me. This was the commandment. But let us say it once again. Even after ten times repeating the commandment, 
God hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that not a man gets the glory, but that God gets the glory. <laughs> and also the thought about the redemption by the blood. From the very beginning, it is clear in the word of God, confirmed, very clear. One could read many scriptures, also in reference to John 19, verse 36. We have it here. In Exodus 12, we have the mighty verse, 46, Exodus 12, verse 46, in one house shall it be eaten, thou shalt not carry forth out of the flesh abroad, out of the house. Neither shall ye break a bone thereof. And then John 19, verse 36, the Roman soldiers to the two, they were breaking the bones, left and right, but to our Lord, they could not uh, they were not allowed to do to do it because here was already given a prophecy no bone shall be broken of him just very powerful in what kind of way god has hidden the things to reveal them later on then are coming all the laws burnt offering, meal offering, and so forth. And then are coming the, then comes the harvest, the first fruit. Then the first fruit is waved. The sheaves are waved. And then comes the, the bread of the firstborn. And this testifies of that not only wheat comes up, but flour, that, that a bread can be baked. And so the church is one body. It's not single corns which are remaining. No, by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. And then we are one heart and one soul. And then we feel the unity amongst one another. And then comes the great day of reconciliation with trumpet sound. And all who were enslaved, all who were in bondage, they could go out free. A year of jubilee. And then we think of Isaiah 61 and on Luke chapter 4, how our Lord was reading from Isaiah 61, from the year of jubilee. And he said of the acceptable year of the Lord. And the acceptable year of the Lord, we are preaching time and again for each one who is in bondage, who each one who is in sin, the trumpet sounds, the gospel is being preached. God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. 
So, a year of jubilee, a year of jubilee, where all can go out freely from the, from the slavery, from bondage, and they can get, go out freely. Then, especially in Leviticus, chapter 17, Leviticus, chapter 17, Hear the mighty verses, Leviticus 17, verse 11 and 12. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement. It was about atonement, about the reconciliation to make an atonement for your souls, for your sins. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Here, to this scripture fits 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Here it's being said very clearly of what's all about. 1 John chapter 4 from verse 10. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atonement for our sins. Atonement in all of the Old Testament, in all the sacrifices, for the atonement and here it is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, who gave his life for an atonement. Then verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Also this will become true by His grace. Verse 12, No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. His love is perfected in us. John 3, verse 16, For God so much loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that all who believe on Him should not perish but have eternal life. Let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the word of the cross is for them who got lost a foolishness, but to them who get saved, it is the power of God.
God truly, he did everything what was necessary to bring about the reconciliation with him. I have only one request. Just as Paul said it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we say in Christ's state, Be ye reconciled with God. Accept the recon reconciliation as a gift of God. Receive it by faith. Also now, today, in this moment, may God's word speak to all of us, and especially to them who didn't make yet a direct decision for the Lord. Today, if you hear his voice, brothers and sisters, let us say it very clearly. It's not enough if it's just spoken about message and messenger. This is not enough. There must be three things. There must be three things together. The blood, the word, and the spirit. These three must be together. And it starts with the reconciliation, with the atonement which God has given us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nowhere is written, he who believes the message receives eternal life. Such a scripture is not, does not exist. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the divine message. Everything has its place. The blood, the word, the spirit, everything has its place. And nothing may be passed, bypassed. Nothing may be looked, overlooked. Everything must be experienced by His grace, namely the full redemption and then the sanctification in the Word of God and then the filling with the Holy Spirit. In the sermon of Brother Branham, I was reading something. The restoration of the bride. And here, Brother Branham says, some things which really touch our hearts. I read the apostolic teaching was set forth in the Bible. Every word is true. Believe it and receive it and never turn from it. Every promise will be fulfilled. God reveals His presence. He is the same God who was leading the children of Israel through the Red Sea. He would not be God if he would not be the same as then at, on the day of Pentecost. That what happened on the day of Pentecost, the founding of the New Testament church, 
And if you can just go back, the blood of the new covenant was shed. And especially in the Gospel of John, our Lord, time and again, He spoke of sanctification. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is the truth. And then the filling with the Holy Spirit, the, equip, the equipping of the church. Then on the next page, page 39, by the word, by the, by the living resurrected word, he will judge the people, the church. When the, if the preaching is against the word, then it is not the living resurrected Word, for the Spirit testifies of the truth. He cannot say on one place that, and he on, and saying on the other place this. This can happen to me, for I am a man. Also to you it can happen. You can, you can increase in knowledge, yes, but God is, God is in, in his, without end. His, his first decision is right forever. It's really powerful how Brother Brenham testifies here of the word of God. So, the blood, the blood, the word and the spirit. The blood-bought flock hears the word, receives it, accepts it, and is being introduced in the counsel of God, and is brought into agreement with the word. Then the sentence, if the Spirit of God is in you, then he he will testify of the word of God as being the truth. Every word, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's how the Bible says it. And then Brother Brenham continues and says, the first generation was the Roman church. It died, for it started with dogmas. In the Reformation, the church came forth, and she again organized, and she died. Then came Wesley, again organized. Death again entered in. Afterward came the Pentecostal revival, and again they organized, and also they died. Every organization died. You see? Just look at them. Also here, we have a mighty statement. It's still on my desk in my office. I read it. Also the Pentecostal movement goes into the direction to the World Council of Churches and goes into the direction of Rome. Everywhere where an organization was made, 
God has no organization. God has a living organism. An organism. Namely, the body of the Lord, the church. And then Brother Brennan continues, before the Pentecostal movement was the, the, the whole But when the gift of the speaking in tongues were manifested, and when the power of God was mighty at work, then they called it as from the devil, and they died. Many committed the sin in the supernatural working of God. They didn't recognize that it was the Spirit of God who again started to work. Now, some more quotes. He speaks of the Lord. My life will be in you. Just as a couple is one, so you and I will be one. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and I in you, and you in me. This complete and perfect unity, union with God. And this I love very much. Satan gets very angry about it. You see? You see the unity of God? Everything what God was, was flowing into Jesus Christ. And everything what God what, what was in Jesus Christ was flowing into the church. Therein is the union, God in Christ and Christ in us, the hope of glory. Being joined together with God. Then the next quote. You see, the bride is one and has part on the tree of life. Just as husband and wife are one, so Christ and his bride are one. The same God, the same works, the same signs, everything the same. For he says, the works which I did, ye shall do also. And then Brother Bram asks, How long? And then the answer, until the end of the world. These quotes here, of the restoration, I will restore all things, what was eaten away, and I will bring it back into the original condition. Pray with all your heart, that God reveals it to you of what's it all about now. The promise of God to, to restore will be fulfilled in the bride just as everything was fulfilled in the bridegroom. It is very sure that she will be there. Then the next quote. 
The second work of grace was the sanctification. After the justification came the sanctification. And after sanctification, he, he said to them, Wait in Jerusalem until ye are endued with the power from on high. On the day of Pentecost, the birth of the bride church took place by the Holy Spirit, justification, sanctification and baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's how Christ comes in to take dwelling in you and to bring forth the fruit. This is very powerful, to take dwelling in you. This was the original thought of God. I will walk among them and I will dwell among them and I will be their God. This was the original thought at the building of the temple that God wants to take dwelling on earth. This was the most, this, this was the thought of the most holy place that God would dwell there amongst his people here on the earth. Just as it was already in paradise. That's how it should be now. And God gave instructions so that his people are walking in his ways. And then came the complaint, but they didn't want to know anything of my ways. And this was the trouble, the disobedience connected with unbelief. It's a very bad and evil thing. Disobedience and unbelief, we said it many times, and we once again have to emphasize it. They are just impossible before God. Because with, with God only obedience and faith can, can stand abide. Therefore, it was said of our Lord, He was obedient, obedient unto the death on the cross. And brothers and sisters, if you just think of it, how our Lord died, to the outward, to the outward, it was a total failure. They, they even cried out, say, he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? All who were standing around, they could have said, huh, This man, who did now all these miracles and signs, found such an end. But he took your and my place. Your forsakenness, you and my sin. He, as the Lamb of God, he took it upon himself and he nailed it to the cross. And if you then read the corresponding scriptures and recognize that the redemption truly is a finished work of grace. That really, in, 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 in the eyes of God, we are already in His glory with Him. 
the letter of requirements is torn into pieces. God made all things well. Let us read it from Hebrews that God has brought us to the goal and this forever by one single sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14 For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Perfected. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And the nice thing is that it is true justification, sanctification in the truth and by the Holy Spirit being laid into all the truth. Please, once again, take it to heart. What is said here? For by one single offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. And who, who lets himself sanctified? The redeemed ones. The redemption comes before the sanctification. And if we accepted the redemption by the blood, then we will accept the sanctification by the word. And then we are being sealed with the Holy Spirit unto the day of the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, one can really say, this is the gospel. And if you then read in Colossians, what Paul has set forth here, we all know, God used him in a very special way. Colossians, chapter 2, from verse Colossians 2, Colossians 2, from verse 13, And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Blotting, having forgiven all your trespasses. This Amen was not loud enough. Amen. So sure, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, died on the cross of Calvary and crying out, it is finished. So sure, he took all sins, all trespasses upon himself. And as written here, We were quickened together with him at the same time, made alive. All trespasses were forgiven by grace. Now verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out 
of the way, nailing it to his cross. All guilt, everything was what was against us, does not exist anymore. The letter of requirements is torn into pieces. The reconciliation took place. Behold, this is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. What do, you, what do you think now on Isaiah 1, verse 18, 19? And even your sin would be red as scarlet, it shall become white as snow. We think of all these scriptures which God has given in the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, they have become true. Now, verse 15, and having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The power of Satan is conquered. The head of the serpent is bruised. We are free. We are redeemed. By that, what happened on the cross of Calvary. I say it once again. Outwardly, to, to the outside, it looked like that our Lord failed and now he was hanging on the cross. But this was ordained by God in that way. As I said before, he took our place. He carried our sins. He made an atonement for our sins and forgiven them. That what looked outwardly as a failure was the greatest victory, the greatest triumph of all times. It was the great day of, recon of the reconciliation with mankind. And by the resurrection, it was confirmed. It was vindicated. Death could not get hold of him, and death will not get hold of us. His resurrection is the guarantee for our resurrection. His ascension is the guarantee for our ascension. Our Lord says, for where I am, ye shall be also. Our Lord says, I go to prepare a place for you, and I come again to take you unto myself, so that you are there where I am also. Beloved, this is the full gospel. This is the full salvation accepted today. And may not one single person here or anywhere on the earth which would not accept this by faith. More God could not do than what he did. And we, before the foundation of the world, we were in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We were already chosen in him. It happened for us. 
Also, to this, we could read many scriptures. Now, in memory of Exodus 12, that a lamb should be slain for the whole church, for every family a lamb, and all were under the protection of the blood. And then in Exodus 24, then Moses took the blood of the covenant and he sprinkled the book and the people. And they declared that they will do what God commanded. Both belongs together, the blood and the obedience of the blood-bought flock. Perhaps, perhaps we read it so that all know that it is written like this in the Bible. In Exodus, chapter 24, here it says, from verse 6, Exodus 24, from verse 6, And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has said will we do and be obedient. And afterward, and then it says in verse 8, then Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. The blood of the covenant. The word, the contract which God made with his people. Everything was sprinkled with blood. Brothers and sisters, let us look up Matthew 26. Here our Lord said at the Pesach, what is still important to us today, Matthew 26, in verses 17 to 19, Many times it speaks of the Passover. And then we read from verse 26. Matthew 26, verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. And now comes the powerful statement. For this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many, for the remission 
of sins. Here he spoke of his blood, in which was the divine life, the blood of the covenant, which was shed for many. Then, again in reference to the cup, verse 29, But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The wine which was in the cup, he drank. The blood which was in him, he shed for the remission of sins. And with his own holy blood, he entered into the most holy place and obtained the eternal redemption for us. Then we were told in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, that we in the unleavened bread in sincerity and truth we should be found. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 6 Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. And now comes the wonderful statement. Ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Our Passover lamb, Christ, was sacrificed. Powerful. Our Passover lamb. Not only a Passover feast, but here, he is the Passover lamb. Moses slaughtered the Passover lamb. In all of the Old Testament, even today the Jews are celebrating Pesach. And it means in our language to pass over. The death angel had to pass with all his anger, with all his fury. He had to pass because the blood was the protection. And also we, because the, because the Passover Christ, the Passover Lamb Christ was slain, also from all, from all unleavened, from all leaven, from all traditions, we were delivered by His grace because we not only experience the redemption by the blood, but also the sanctification by the word of truth. And here, always these three things are coming together. The blood, the word, and the spirit. Now, verse 8, <coughs> Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven 
of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And to, to this fits a certain scripture from Romans chapter 11. Romans 11. Here it says in verse 15 and 16, Romans 11, 15 and 16, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? And now we are coming to the root. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. He the root, he the vine, and we the branches. He the first fruit, and we are the first fruits. He the firstborn, and we are the firstborns. The church of the firstborn. If the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. For the first fruit was taken from the whole lump. He the head, we are his members. He the light, and we the shine. If the root be holy, so are the branches. We all can read it, what Paul was setting forth here. Let us summarize. In the Old Testament, the redemption was foreshadowed right from the Garden of Eden, from the third chapter in Genesis. Then it ends, of course, that the Lord God, before the tree of life, he put the angels with a sword so that the man in the fallen condition would not eat of the tree of life and then would live eternally. Just imagine, the man would have eaten in the, in the fallen condition of the tree of life. Then he would be lost forever. And this God didn't want this God couldn't do. And therefore the Lord God has chased away the first man from paradise. But before that, he clothed them. It spoke already. He didn't let, let, let them go as they are in their own righteousness. No. He clothed them. The blood was shed. The skins were there, but they were not allowed to touch the tree of life. 
brothers and sisters, if you then go to the book of Revelation, that God gives us a part of the tree of life, just so wonderful how all the examples in the Holy Scripture, from Genesis on, God showed us the way of salvation by all the sacrifices, by everything that happened up to the great day of reconciliation of God with mankind. And in these days, we are of course remembering in a special way to that what happened on Good Friday when the sun turned into darkness and when the earth was shaking and the Lord cried out, it is finished. And then, as we said already, he went down into the lower parts of the earth. He pulled out the sting of death. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And he rose on the third day. He could cry out, I live. And ye shall live also. And please, please recognize with Paul and with the, with, with the church. We were crucified with Christ. We died with him. We were buried with him. We rose together with him unto a new life by His grace. What we are waiting for is the changing of our bodies. We are waiting for the changing of our bodies. The inner part is already changed. And the outward part will be changed at the return of our Lord. A perfect redemption, grace and salvation was given to us. Also this we are once again emphasizing. It's not enough to say, I believe the message or the messenger. Believe in Jesus Christ. He is the center of our preaching, the word of the cross, and then it is being fulfilled, the teaching. Teaching will go forth from Mount Zion, and the word from Jerusalem. Then comes the teaching. And therefore, our Lord also said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and he who, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And teach all nations, teach them to keep what I have commanded you. But first, the conversion, the new birth, the new life from God, and then the teaching. And why is it like this? Because the natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. It's foolishness to him. First, it has to become new in us so that we really can receive the Word of God and <coughs> that we get it revealed by the Holy Spirit. Let us just be happy 
that we are part of the blood-bought flock. Which has been taken from all old ways, from all leaven, and who can follow God in obedience. And this we are doing by conviction. As we heard in the word of introduction, no man on earth knows who the Father is. No one knows who the Son is, except it is being revealed to us. Everything is revelation. Without revelation, it's impossible. Jesus Christ is the direct manifestation of God. Emmanuel, God with us. And so we thank our Lord. Also this, this thought with a dwelling. God wanted to dwell. God wanted to dwell. Then Second Corinthians chapter 6. Ye my people come out and touch not the unclean thing. For I will dwell among you and I will be your God. God needs a dwelling place and he was in Christ. We could read all the scriptures. One I read you still, namely from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1, verse 14. John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, taking dwelling amongst us. Now he wants to dwell in us. I will walk amongst them and in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Brothers and sisters, today I have the request to lay it really on your heart, to accept it, to accept what God has given us, the full redemption, the full redemption up to the point that we are really unaccusable before God. Unaccusable. That really nothing is left. And the accuser of the brethren, he must do his work, but he can do nothing. The blood speaks for us. By grace, we may be safe under the blood. The blood of the new covenant. The word of the new covenant. And then revealed by the Holy Spirit. Let us say it openly. Only he who is who accepted and experienced the redemption by the blood can speak of a truth of grace. 
All the others, they have their theory. And only he who really received and accepted the word of God can testify to have been born again by the living seed of the word of God. By the blood of the lamb, all the damage was made well. Everything that belonged to the old man, what belonged to being lost, everything by the blood of the lamb is made well. Letter of requirements, torn in pieces, everything was made well. But then, then, we must receive the word as the divine seed in us. So the, the, so that the seed springs up in us and that we are born again unto a living hope. And then, by the Holy Spirit, we are being led into all the truth. Please accept it. Receive it today by faith. Say Amen. It just has to be accepted. Also this, we heard and mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It was laid upon Paul's heart just to say, Be ye reconciled with God. He cried out. We pray you in Christ's stead. Accept it. Receive it. Be ye reconciled with God. Let us thank the Lord also tonight for the privilege that by His grace and under the leading of the Holy Spirit we can place everything correctly. Calvary, the resurrection, Pentecost, everything there where it belongs. And we will see it, God willing, tomorrow. We will continue with it, to illuminate it, and to include all of us, so that we are not standing outside anymore, but that we are partaking of everything what God is doing right now by His grace. Just as he revealed himself to Abraham, just as he sent Moses, also this we emphasized. Not because God revealed himself in the burning bush. It belonged to it, yes. The ministry of Moses, the requirement, let my people go, let my firstborn go. Then comes chapter 12. And from chapter 12, it's only the congregation. Not anymore people, not son anymore, but congregation. Congregation. Ecclesia. Called out ones. The called out ones. The, the delivered ones. Going through the Red Sea. This is the gospel already in the Old Testament. And we, who we got this orientation already, it's just so precious to know. Not because God revealed himself, this, this has, has to be, had to be, yes. Not because Pharaoh was commanded, let my people go. No, 
but because the blood of the Passover lamb was shed. God revealed himself in Jesus Christ, but only on the cross of Calvary when the Passover lamb was sacrificed. Then God was reconciled with mankind. Then we received forgiveness of all our sins. God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. Let us, on these two days, let us especially thank the Lord in, in a special way. We always speak about the end time, yes, about the end time message, about that what God promised. But today, let it be the day on which a foundation was laid, on which everyone comes before us, before the Lord, and say, Be beloved Lord, you were sacrificed as the Passover lamb for me. You have shed your blood for me. For the, for the remission of my sins, you have shed your blood. You have cried out, it is finished. You thought on me. You died for me so that I can live for you. Let us say it. Let us say this once again. The same blood, the same blood, which was in the Lamb of God, which was in the Son of God, the same life, which was in His blood, is the life of God, in all the children of God, in all the sons and daughters of God. By grace, we received eternal life. Everything is grace. I say it once again. To Him, the Almighty God, who has visited us so graciously, may He feel at home in our midst. May all those who are not yet saved, may they experience the salvation. All those who have not, not yet the assurance of being saved, today may they get this assurance. Those who have still questions, may the questions be answered. May this be the day which the Lord has made for us. The great day of reconciliation of God with mankind. God was triumphing in Christ over all the power of Satan. And we are forever redeemed, justified by the blood, sanctified in the word of God, And by the Holy Spirit, we are being led into all the truth. To Him, the Almighty God, be the honor in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us stand up. Let us thank the Lord together. I, I don't know what the preaching of these scriptures means to you. I don't know. I just want to accept it by faith. That, it, that they mean to you so much as to me. This is the full gospel. This is the full salvation. And we thank the Lord God for it. 
Now we want to bow our heads and in silent prayer, with thankfulness, we want to come before God. We also ask all those all over the world who are listening, receive it, accept it. Thank God for what happened on the cross of Calvary. His cross is covering my sin as a German song goes. My will belongs to my God. I'm serving the Savior alone. As we are remaining in a thankful mood of prayer, in the presence of God, let me ask whether some are here whom we can include in this prayer. Just raise your hands and put them down again. May the Lord bless you. God bless, God bless. God bless. All over our hands. Let us sing the chorus just as I am. Let us sing with all our hearts. Let us raise our hands, let us sing it once again. If, if you accept it, say Amen. 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 It's yours for time and for eternity. Until we come from believing unto seeing. Dear Lord, now we pray for all who are now making their decision. Be nigh to them. May they feel your presence. May they accept what you have given to us. Oh God. Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my 
Faithful Lord, faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, Dear Lord, Great God, let us sing the chorus, all things new, all things new. We also want to be very honest now and sincere. And the brother who was too loud in prayer, we would like to ask that in, in, in the common prayer, the same volume uses, that uses the same volume as all the others. We just ask for it. We need a divine harmony by listening of the word, harmony by singing in, in singing, and harmony in prayer. Please also, in prayer, not becoming so loud, but just as the volume as all the others are in prayer. So let us pray all together, because others are being disrupted disrupted and this we don't want and the Spirit of God also doesn't want it. He wants to come meekly in a meek way down to us as a dove as it was with our Lord. The Spirit of God came down like a dove and so may the Spirit of God come down on all of us. May he come down on all of us in this way and may he bless us all. May he bless us from the riches of the grace of God. 
the Lord leads us into this unity in singing, in listening of the word and in prayer. And before our sisters are coming to the front by singing, perhaps our brother Michael has prepared something. Let us be in an attitude of prayer in the presence of God. Let us become silent in His presence and let us worship, let us worship in the Spirit and in truth. May the faithful Lord continue to bless us and may He be with us. O God, O God, Noch ist die Zeit der Gnade, voller Erlösung da. An unserer Stelle büßte Jesus auf Golgatha. Zahllose Scharen eilen, freudig der Heimat zu. Sie haben Heil gefunden, Frieden und Seelenruh. Dir Gottes Lamm sei Ehre, dein Opfer ist vollbracht. Von unserer Schuld und Sünde hast du uns frei gemacht. Wir sind ein Volk von Priestern, könnte in deinem Reich nirgends ein Name auf Erden ist Herr in deinen Gleich. Nun ist der Thron der Gnade mit Opferblut besprengt. Amen. Und der vergebenen Sünde Gott niemand mehr gedenkt. Des Heilands Liebessonne Guten und Bösen scheint Das Volk des neuen Bundes Ist durch sein Blut vereint. Dir Gottes Lamm sei Dein Opfer ist vollbracht, von unserer Schuld und Sünde hast du uns frei gemacht. Wir sind ein Volk von Priestern, können in deinem Reich nirgends sein Name auf Erden ist er in deinen Gleich. Kommst du verirrt und hilflos, für dich ist Rettung da, was dir die Welt nicht bietet, findest du auf Golgatha. Frieden für Zweifelsfragen, Heilung für allen Schmerz, Kraft, um das Kreuz zu tragen, 
liebe fürs leere Herz. Dir Gottes Lamm sei Ehre, dein Opfer ist vollbracht von unserer Schuld und Sünde. Hast du uns frei gemacht? Wir sind ein Volk von Priestern, Könige in deinem Reich, nirgends ein Name auf Erden ist Herr in deinen Gleich. Dir Gottes Lamm sei Ehre. Dein Opfer ist vollbracht von unserer Schuld und Sünde. Hast du uns frei gemacht? Wir sind ein Volk von Priestern, könnte in deinem Reich nirgends ein Name auf Erden ist fertig. That's how it is written in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, that we are, that we are priests who we can serve the Lord, nation of priests. Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. At first as the bride together with the bridegroom celebrating the wedding supper, marriage supper, and then coming down to reign with the king of kings and to rule. What could God do more? I will repeat it time and again. Receive it. Accept it. It's yours. It's, it's mine and it's yours. Let us sing, Thou art worthy.
Brother Schmidt, please pray with us. Great God, King of kings and Lord of lords, we thank you that you in Christ Jesus, our Lord, you came down. You, who you have shed your precious blood, you the Lamb of God, O Lord, you have become our Passover Lamb. Lord, we ask you, Give us grace, each one of us, here in this building and all over who are listening, who are watching. Oh God, we thank you that you made us kings and priests. Lord, it's your merit, your great reward, your mercy. Your kindness towards us, that we received this assurance and we are sure. You promised it and you will fulfill it also in our days, O oh God. We thank you. That the end will be like the beginning was. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please bless us. Bless all your people all over the world, all over, for the glory of your name. Amen. Let us also thank together, also for what was read by Brother Brenham concerning the restoration of all things, just as God promised it. Everything was what was at the beginning must and will be again at the end, because the Lord promised it. He has been his surety for it, and it will happen. God's promises remain. They do not stagger. Jesus sealed with his own blood what he promised in his word, as a German song goes. Is Brother Alfred Borg in our midst? Please come. And let him also thank the Lord. Please thank also the Lord. My God. Heavenly Father, we are thanking you once again for what we, what we have heard, for what we experienced. We are thanking you once again for the full redemption on the cross of Calvary. We thank you, Lord, that you conquered sin, death and hell once for all and that we are having part because we believe you, we trust you and we thank you for this evening, for your presence and for what you have accomplished in our hearts and lives. We give you alone the glory and we ask you, when we now depart, please be with us. Bless each heart. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, Amen.
the last stanza of song number Amen. Please don't forget it. The blood of the covenant, the word of the covenant, and the people of the covenant. The Lord God, may He lift up His countenance over us and give us His peace and His blessing in Jesus' holy name. Let us sing it once again. Praise on it. Oh,